Ready to learn why cash flow and compassion are not mutually exclusive? Each week, brand strategist, speaker, and author Maria Ross will introduce you to the trailblazing brands and leaders who embrace empathetic tactics to reap huge rewards. You'll learn about winning teams, brand wins and fails, unforgettable customer experience, and bold leadership decisions fueled by compassion. You'll get the latest trends and research, discover practical ways to infuse more empathy into your work and life, and hear from innovative market leaders who've smashed outdated models and redefined success. Welcome to the Empathy Edge podcast, the show that proves empathy isn't just good for society, it's great for business. Hello, Empathy Edge family. This is Maria Ross coming at you solo because I am going to be doing a series of solo episodes this August called August Hot Takes. I'm going to answer some of the most popular questions I get at my workshops and trainings and keynotes, and just give you a little little slice of empathy to combine both my brands, Red Slice and Empathy, uh, to just give you a little taster this month on a few uh, targeted topics, and also just to connect with you one-on-one, just you and me this month. So we'll be back to regularly scheduled interviews. I have fabulous ones lined up for you for September, but I thought we'd shake it up a little bit this August, given that we're celebrating the second anniversary, third anniversary, second anniversary of the Empathy Edge podcast. So with that said, I want to thank you so much for being a listener, for supporting this work and for tuning in every week or whenever you can, whenever you're on the go, and listening to the insights and inspiration from so many of my fabulous guests. Today, I wanted to talk to you about what empathy is and more importantly, what it isn't. And I know we visited this at the very beginning of my podcast two years ago, but I feel it's so important that we really understand what we're talking about when we're talking about empathy, especially in the workplace context. So you you may recall that I've shared with you before that even when I was working on the book and researching the book, every expert I spoke to had a slightly different definition of what empathy was, depending on where they came from. And then you can look at the changes in the definition over time in the 1500s versus the 1800s versus today, given what we've learned about emotions and the brain and how, how our psychology works, the definition of empathy has changed there again. But for the purpose of talking about empathy at work in a way that helps people be more comfortable with it, I choose to look at it as being willing and able to see, understand, and where appropriate, feel another person's perspective, and further use that information to act compassionately. So there's a couple of things to unpack here. Number one is we're separating cognitive empathy from emotional or affective empathy. There's actually two sides to empathy or what Amy Wilson, one of my past guests called the head and the heart. Cognitive empathy is the ability, again, to imagine or being willing to see and understand what another person's point of view might be. Emotional empathy is when you really connect with that feeling and that point of view at an emotional level. You might even feel those feelings, or it may bring up a time when you felt similar feelings, even if you didn't experience exactly what that person experienced. So it's when you kind of bring those two together that you really lead into action. And when you use that information to take action, that's when you bring empathy to life. That when, That's when it actually, I guess, for lack of a better word, matters, because you can be 
empathetic till the cows come home. But if you don't do anything with that information or those emotions, it's kind of a wasted mindset. So being willing and able to see, understand, and where appropriate feel. And the reason that I added the where appropriate is because often in the workplace, we might feel uncomfortable feeling exactly what another person is feeling, right? A manager doesn't necessarily want to be crying on the floor next to their employee when their employee is, is having a really tough day. So it doesn't mean that you absolutely have to feel what the person's feeling, or even that you've experienced the same thing that the person has experienced, but can you connect with them emotionally? Can you at least appreciate and understand the emotion that they might be feeling, whether it be anger or fear or uh, judgment or happiness, whatever it is. And can you also at least put yourself in a position where you felt similar feelings. So maybe you didn't exactly have that experience of a bad performance review or of having to leave work early to take care of your, your sick parent, but you can imagine a time when you've been stressed, overwhelmed or scared, can't you? And that's when you can use that emotion as a, as a surrogate for really understanding where someone's coming from. So that's what empathy is, being willing and able to see, understand, and where appropriate, feel another person's perspective, and further use that information to act compassionately. So given that definition, I want to talk about what empathy is not, because these are the biggest myths that I bust in every talk that I give. Empathy is not being nice. There are a lot of people who are nice but are not necessarily seeing things from someone else's point of view. They just bake really good cookies and bring them to work every day. So you can absolutely be nice, but not be empathetic. Now, often people who are empathetic are viewed as being nice because the other person feels seen and heard and valued as we talked about before. So of course you're going to tend to judge that person as being nice to you, but you don't just get to empathy by being nice to people. Empathy is also not caving into crazy demands, which this brings a huge sigh of relief to executives and leaders that I speak to. Just because you give someone what they want doesn't mean you're being empathetic. So if your team or your employees are making crazy demands of you, you absolutely don't have to give them exactly what they want to say that you're being empathetic. What you can do is understand their emotions, understand where they're coming from, and validate their emotions and maybe make different, maybe, maybe not make different decisions that factor in the information that you now have about their lifestyle needs or their office needs or what they need to collaborate better. But it doesn't mean you cave into every crazy demand. Let's be very clear. That's acquiescence. That's not empathy. And finally, empathy is not necessarily agreeing with someone. Again, brings a huge sigh of relief to my leaders that I speak to. I don't have to agree with you to be empathetic and understand your point of view. And in fact, when you're in a debate, when you are in a conflict, when you are in a negotiation or a budget discussion that gets a little contentious, you may not end up agreeing with someone that their course of action is the right way to go. But what you can do is apply empathy to the situation and at least say, we don't agree on this point, but I completely want to understand how you got to that decision. Why do you hold that position? Why do you see that as our uh, measure for success? Why do you see this as the best course of action for the company to take? And as you understand their context, 
again, you don't have to walk away agreeing with them, but now you can find a way forward because you may latch on to something where you do have commonality and say, okay, we actually both agree this is the goal, but your way of getting there is different than my way. So I don't necessarily agree with your way and you don't necessarily agree with my way, but we both have the same goal. So let's figure out a productive way to get there. And I never learned this lesson more than when working with Edwin Rutch, who is the founder of a culture of empathy. And he conducts, you may have heard me talk about him a million times before he conducts empathy circle training. He's done it with people from all over the world. And he's convinced this is the way that we move forward as a society to collaborate better together and have more compassion. It, he has done these empathy circles and you can check him out at, you can check it out at empathycircles.com. He's done these empathy circles at the most divisive political rallies that we've had in our country in the last few years, in the U S in the last few years. And he has been able to bring people from both sides of the political spectrum together in an empathy tent and facilitate an empathy circle where again, they don't walk away agreeing with each other. They're not changing each other's minds but they see each other as human and they can now appreciate their common humanity and they can actually listen and have a discussion. And that's the important part. So just because you agree with someone doesn't mean you're empathetic. And just because you're empathetic doesn't mean you agree with someone. It just means you're going to find a way forward and you're going to keep seeking that common ground. And I think that's such an important point to remember because there's, there's oftentimes that that we are stuck in our way of doing something, or we just have the experience to know that this is the way that this may work better. And so another person may have a point of view and you don't have to agree with it, but the way that you approach the difference of opinion is what makes it an empathetic exchange or not. So I wanted to share that with you today as your first August hot take, because I think it's so important to parse out what empathy is and what it isn't. And I think, well, I don't just think, I know that the reason more leaders, more uh, businesses don't embrace empathy as a quote unquote hard skill is because they have a misunderstanding of what it means to be empathetic. And we see this time and time again, when you talk about intergenerational conflicts in the workplace, you know, oh, those darn millennials and Gen Zers, they're doing this. Oh, those baby boomers are doing that it's because of a lack of empathy. And so we don't have to just, we need to do more, I guess I should say, than just be nice to be empathetic. We need, we definitely don't have to cave into crazy demands and we don't even have to agree with someone to show empathy and to have an empathetic exchange with someone. So I hope you enjoyed your first August hot take as always, you can read more and don't forget to download all your free resources at theempathyedge.com. sign up for the email list while you're there. So you never miss an episode. I send an episode roundup every month. And also I would just love for you to be part of the tribe, especially if you've been listening to this show for a while, let's, let's get to know each other. And it, as always, as I always ask in all my episodes, if you can have the chance and you are willing and able, please leave a review and a rating on the podcast player of your choice, because those reviews help other empathy warriors find the podcast until next time. Please remember that cash flow, creativity, and compassion are not mutually exclusive. Take care and be kind. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Empathy Edge. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share the show with others who want to redefine success and change the game. For more on how empathy makes you and your brand more successful, visit TheEmpathyEdge.com. There, you can download a free guide outlining five business benefits of empathy and a free sample chapter of Maria's book, The Empathy Edge. Until next time, remember that a more empathetic world starts with you and leads to tremendous success. Tremendous success.